When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, welcome to a new episode of Blush. I'm Tiffany and I'm here, honestly, I want to say with the queen of woo-woo in my life. Maybe not the queen of (laughs) woo-woo in everybody else's life, but in my life, she is the queen of woo-woo energy, crystals, charts, zodiac signs, just all the fucking weird shit that your boyfriend is sick of hearing about. (laughs) (laughs) She's the queen of that, and today we're going to just be talking about all your stuff, Eva, all your woo-woo shit. Yeah, thank you for that introduction. Within the woo-woo community, I'm like the biggest dumbass, so (laughs) I always appreciate when I'm around other people who are like, wow, you know so much. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. mm -hmm." You do know a lot. You know so much. But here's my thing, and I'll say this as a disclaimer. I think all of this shit is all about you and how you feel towards it. Like for example, crystals, love crystals. I remember as a little kid, there was some store that we used to pass through all the time and they had amethysts everywhere. And I was like, oh my God, I want these amethysts. Like I was just so obsessed and my parents never knew what I was talking about. I was like, you know, the rocks, the rocks in the stores. And they're like, I don't know. Just like fucking go play in the backyard. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. They're so over you at this point. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't take long for them. No. (laughs) It was like a year and a half. They were like, no, we've had it. We've had it with this one. (laughs) I know that crystal. What does that specifically do? Let's get into crystals. Yeah. So amethyst, for anyone who doesn't know, is a purplish crystal usually. You might see like amethyst caves in jewelry stores. I feel like they have them kind of in the display sections a lot. So it'll be kind of like a cave looking thing with a bumpy purple. Okay, this is probably way too dumped down. I think probably most people know what we're talking about. Purple, they were able to grasp. (laughs) Yeah. Amethyst for me is the number one spirituality crystal. I think it's kind of the one that everyone should have. I always think of purple as a very woo-woo intuition kind of color. I guess it's the, I think it's the third eye chakra color. I have no idea. I don't know what any of the eyes and the chakra colors are. So (laughs) (laughs) So it's the crystal that I always associate with like your intuition, your kind of connection to whatever it is that you believe in. I think it's a really good crystal for meditation. So if you have a hard time maybe making decisions and not trusting your gut and your intuition is that a good crystal to get 
Yes. Or maybe you need direction. And only mm-hmm. you can really give yourself that. And maybe deep down, you're just trying to look for some sort of answer and you're not getting what you want to get. That's a good crystal. Yeah, definitely. I think if you're in a place of transition, if you're in a place where you're kind of having a bit of a spiritual awakening, yeah, you're in a place where you're a little bit unsure of yourself. It's just, it's a really good all around crystal, but that's kind of what I associate it with. Plus it's really pretty. It's very easily accessible. This yeah. is my thing I will say about crystals in general I mean the concept is that you know they're from the earth so they hold all these substances that are the same things that we're made of they hold all this energy from the earth literally and it's the same chemicals compounds whatever that make up our human body like we're actually genetically kind of linked to them so the idea is that they hold all this energy whatever if you don't subscribe to that I think they're fucking pretty and it's a cool way to decorate your house. Well, I feel like a lot of men, no offense to men, will shit on crystals. But like you guys collect like baseball cards with pictures of like random men on them that you don't even know (laughs) for like what purpose or you collect cars that really like don't really mean anything. And it's like, but you're shitting on a crystal like from the earth that holds energy. Like, come on. We all carry things that mean something to us. It's no different than a crystal. Yeah, exactly. What's the love crystal? Because I feel like everyone that's trying to get some is going to want to get that crystal. Also, by the end of this, I'm going to be like those rappers. But instead of like diamond chains, it's just going to be crystal (laughs) chains. That's going to be my vibe. Yeah. What's a love crystal? What's like a maybe career? Is there a career crystal? Okay. So let's first talk about love because I think everyone should have this crystal. It's the first crystal that I ever bought myself. It's the rose quartz. It's yeah, it's like a pale, like a blush pink, if you will. (laughs) See what I did there? Um, Is there anything specific if you just wear that crystal around your neck or around your waist or just stick it upside inside your (laughs) pussy? Like if it's really going to shit. Do you like think of a get like a nice smooth one and just throw it into whatever orifice you want filled? Just digest it. Just if you're if there's no one. If there's no love inside of you, just eat the fucking crystal. <laughs> Crush it up and snort it. I mean, these are always... No, but when you when you wear it, should you think of the person you like? I would honestly... Like, if you're trying to call in love, I would think about what you want that love to feel like. Like, maybe hold it in your hand, close your eyes, and really meditate on how you want to feel in a relationship, what feelings you want to garner. And then I would take it a step further because I also think rose quartz, yes, it's the love crystal, but I think it's the biggest like self-love crystal too. And isn't really the basis of romantic love. The first step is always self-love, right? It wasn't for me for like most (laughs) of my life. For you, it's always been, though, Heba. You're big on that. Well, I mean, yeah, like I couldn't find a relationship until I found self-love. No, I meant that in like a literal sense, like in the masturbation. Masturbation. Oh, do I have? No, I don't have a rose quartz dildo, but I do have rose quartz yoni eggs, which we're supposed to put inside. Um (sighs) They do have a, like, there's a hole for a string. So I put it in once and I did put a string through it. So I was able to get it out contra garlic. I love how I said that as a joke, but you really have stuck a crystal up your pussy. (laughs) No, it's like, it's not. What about the crystal in terms of 
career and and money. Is that the same one? No. Money, a lot of people like pyrite. It's very shiny. You know, it's very opulent. The quick thing on pyrite, though, do not get it wet. Most crystals love a bath. Pyrite does not love a bath. What happens if it gets wet? Um, I think it'll like disintegrate. Oh, shit. Or something. I don't know. I'm sure you're not supposed to get it wet. I also really like malachite for anything career or school related. I couldn't really tell you why. I think it's just kind of an intuitive thing for me. Oh, and citrine is supposed to be really good for money. Like I know people who put a piece of citrine inside their wallet or something. So is there one for bad energy? So in Persian culture... The color blue is supposed to be really effective at guarding against like evil eye, like people having whether conscious or unconscious negative intentions towards you. And sometimes it often, I would say more often than not, is completely unconscious, right? Like I don't think people intend to harm other people most of the time. Yeah, evil eye, I'm really into evil eye. Like it's really kind of psychotic how nervous I am about that to the point where I put it in my Instagram bio that's why you see every like basic Middle Eastern bitch with like evil eye and her and their name or their bio is because we're like constantly paranoid about it yeah well it's it's so big in our culture yeah and so the big thing that they say in Iranian culture for that is turquoise yeah I actually got one of my old best friends an evil eye necklace which is ironic now because she was the evil eye in my life <laughs> looking back I was like I should have gotten two one for me and one for her <laughs> um, another stone that I think is really really good for protection is black tourmaline oh from just bad energy mm-hmm Or just don't interact with anyone, which is what I do. Also, selenite, I would say, is the number one cleansing crystal. Or you know what else is great for cleansing? Burning things. So like depending (laughs) on (laughs) like the house down. (laughs) Burning your ex-boyfriend's shit, you know? (laughs) No, but there's a reason why we do it. I've never personally done it. Uh, What burn shit down? I've done it in a metaphorical way. I've never done it in the literal way. Met- like, li- not literal. I've done it plenty of times, though. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of like burn all my relationships to the ground yeah. metaphorically. <laughs> but burning other things like sage, yes. excellent for cleansing. Um, Palo Santo, although I hear that the tree that they get Palo Santo from is endangered. So like maybe we should stop buying that. Um, (laughs) In our culture, we burn something called Esfand, which is my favorite. Yeah, really good cleansing tool. Also a great way to cleanse your crystals when you get them to kind of release them of previous energies that could be stuck on them. Have you ever had a situation where you've gotten a crystal and it worked for you? One very specific example comes to mind. Uh, when I was dating the comedian, we went to Portugal together and I was kind of on edge the entire time. It was towards the end of our relationship. And I think I was coming up against kind of subconsciously knowing that I didn't really want to be with him anymore, but also not consciously accepting that I didn't really want to be with him anymore. It was the first guy I dated in seven years. You know what I mean? And there were all these little things, these little synchronicities. Little things? That- there was little things, Eva? <laughs> yeah. 
like little things. His penis. A lot of fucking little things. Yeah, his penis was the littlest thing. Go on. <laughs> um, there were all these synchronicities that really made it feel like he was my soulmate. Like it really made it feel that way. Like things that were just eerie. Even though I had this like deep knowing like, no, I don't want to be with him. There were all these signs that I was supposed to be with him. So it was a very hard thing for me to grasp. But I remember I, on a day in particular where I felt really on edge, there was this little person, little person, there was a person (laughs) of normal size who had a little table set up and um, was selling crystals. And I just like grabbed one, held it in my hand and I had no cash on me. So I was like, yo, comedian, uh, buy this for me. And I did not let go of it almost the entire trip. And it like every time I held it, it brought me such a sense of like ease and peace. Somehow I ended up on Crystal TikTok like a long, like a while ago during (laughs) quarantine when I was on TikTok a lot. And there's so many girls that got the rose quartz crystal. And they said the moment that they started wearing it or using it, like all these guys started hitting them up, like exes started coming out of the woodwork. And I think there was another crystal that they said that it like really like completely transforms your life and to be careful with it. Which crystal is that? I could pull that Ooh, up. Hold I don't on. know. See if you can find it. Okay, the crystal is the carnelian. Oh, I have I have a couple carnelians, but I don't even use them. I don't know. It's kind of like Leo energy. That's what I think of it. What do they yes. say? Oh, it can uh, help stimulate sexual energy and boost fertility. So let's get it the fuck away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing that shit right out the window. <laughs> no, but it uh, it also symbolizes health, luck, and royalty. I saw like a few girls that were using it for like really good luck and a lot of things were being attracted to them. Okay, one last thing I want to add to crystals. Another one of my favorites, and I actually think it's really chic and pretty and just matches almost everyone's decor is a smoky quartz. It's a really pretty, like it'll often be clear on one end and a little literally smoky looking on one end. Um, And it's just a really good crystal for absorbing negativity, but it's also a really good crystal for communication, which is helpful right now because we're in Mercury retrograde where communication can be a little warpy. So that's a good crystal to have around. Have you felt anything from Mercury retrograde? Have you felt the energy shift at all? So I will say in general, I'm not one of those people who gets too into Mercury retrograde. Like it's just, I think people hype it up a lot. It's like, like I almost feel like people use it like with all things that are a little woo-woo. I think people use woo-woo things often as an excuse for things. So like I don't think Mercury retrograde is a valid excuse for just being a cunt, for example. (laughs) I don't need an excuse to be quite honest. It just comes naturally. I don't care if the retrograde is in Mercury or in Pluto or in Neptune or up my fucking ass. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, I like to keep a nice like baseline of cuntiness at all times through all the retrogrades. But yeah, so like for anyone who doesn't know, Mercury retrograde is a time where based on the way that planets are orbiting, if you were to look at the planet Mercury... Planet, Mercury is a planet, right? 
It has to be. I mean, what else would be in retrograde if it's not a planet? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's a planet. This is just embarrassing. It's jarring going from crystals. For me, I'm still trying to grasp all of this and the stones and the colors and the energy. You were saying certain rocks and I was like, which one's this rock? Like, I don't know. So no, yeah, it has to be a planet. Now I'm questioning it. It has yeah, to be. Yeah, no, it's a planet. It's like okay. maybe the first one. I the closest ooh. to the sun. I don't know the order. Right? Let's it's like Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Yeah. Who knows? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. A, clearly, a- we didn't do third grade. <laughs> but Mercury is um, the planet of communication. And so certain times of the year, if you look at Mercury's orbit, it'll appear to us as though it's rotating backwards around the sun. It's not actually rotating backwards, but that's why they call it retrograde. And it's alleged in astrology that during this time, communication can be warpy and communication also includes technology and things like that. So one thing I have noticed that kind of made me a bit more of a believer is every time we've had a major Facebook and Instagram shutdown, it always happens during Mercury retrograde. One way to look at it is it amplifies what is already somewhat a little dysfunctional, maybe makes it a little bit more. I never really notice it in my life because when there's already chaos throughout the whole year, (laughs) a month of retrograde really doesn't make a difference. (laughs) I don't know if I fully buy into it because I think you can read into anything at the end of the day and shit's just going to happen. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I think sometimes people take it way too seriously. And here's the thing, you kind of manifest it, right? Yeah, I think the people who are most imp- like impacted by Mercury retrograde are also the people who put the most weight on it. Like I know people who won't do certain things during Mercury retrograde. Like they specifically avoid it. And I think putting that much weight on it, like you're just going to get in your head. You know what I mean? It's like any superstition. Yeah, think about all the good things that have happened during that time. You're you know, you can focus on either portion. If shit's going to go down, shit's going to go down. I don't think it really matters. Also, Mercury goes in retrograde several times a year. So I just think it's a little bit extra to like, I know people who won't sign contracts during Mercury retrograde. And that's like, imagine if you like had to move, like your lease ends, what are you going to be like? No, I'm going to be homeless for the next month and wait to sign a lease (laughs) when Mercury retrograde is over. Like that's just no way to live your life. I think you really have to deal with your internal stuff and all of this stuff can just be extra. It can be fun. But clinging too hard onto it is just going to ruin your life. I think another thing to look at, and I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about, but it also depends on what zodiac sign it's in. Isn't Doesn't that make a difference? I think well, right now we're in Libra. Well, you want to look at, well, the sun is in Libra. But I think the retrogrades in Libra as well, or I could be wrong. I have, Hold on, like, let's see. I think it is, but I don't know. Let's look at this. Con- yeah, it is, it is in Libra. You're right. Wow. A lot of shit's in Libra right now. Everything's in Libra right now, which Libra is what? The sign of communication, essentially. Isn't it like balance, harmony, beauty? Um, Mercury rules Gemini, by the way, your favorite sign. So. That makes sense. That honestly yeah. makes so much sense. I have in the past year and specifically in the past month been seeing a lot of angel numbers now Mm -hmm. I could also just be slowly losing my mind (laughs) but 
it's interesting because I think this year has been like a really transformative year for me. And I think right when I started to see it, like really aggressively see it is when it started. And then this past like two months, I've seen it even more. Just every time I look at my phone, every time I look at anything and it's weird and it it's really jarring, to be honest. Yeah, that happened to me. A, when I first started meditating and I became vegan, I, I kind of, you know, went on the spiritual journey. I started seeing them a bit more. And then when I moved to New York, it was insane overload. Like every phone number, every like address I had to go to. My ex, right when I moved to New York, his address was 111 something. Uh, like every time I'd look at the time, it was everywhere. I think the most common one is 111. Mm-hmm. Or 1111. 11, people 11. get into a yeah. lot but yeah I mean all of the like when you see triple digit like the same number there's people who say different ones represent different things um yeah 666 is an angel number even though don't you associate it with like satan I'm pretty sure it's an angel number though it is but it kind of is supposed to be like a not like a warning, but kind of like a, you need to take personal responsibility. Like it's, it's a bit of a reality check one. It's the only one that I would say is like not negative, but it's like less harmonious. So I guess that's kind of the same thing, right? I don't know. It doesn't mean something awful is going to happen. It's maybe just like telling you to like, you know, wake the fuck up. Threes, I think, tend to be associated with balance. Would you get married on eleven eleven? I know someone that did specifically for doing it no I wouldn't put that much weight on it like I wouldn't like seek it out but I mean if it did I know people who do it on like August 8th or something like that because 8 is all about infinity because it like you know it's like literally an infinity symbol turned 90 degrees like it's like the endless loop yeah, uh, it's interesting. You look like I just said like the craziest no. thing. No, because I just had a really intense realization where I feel like August has always been a really transformative month in my life. Oh, interesting. Consistently. And it's either things have started or ended, which I don't know if that's a factor of infinity because if it's gone to shit then it's no longer infinite all the stuff we're talking about numbers essentially comes from numerology which is kind of an interesting branch of the woo-woo world and i don't even know that much about numerology but as you can imagine it's all about fucking numbers (laughs) and um there's like i know there's a life path number Ooh, let me look up your life path number it's like 69. <laughs> it's 666. <laughs> Watch well, it be a six, Tiffany. It's going to be a six. I can feel that it's already a six. How do you look up your life path number? Like you add the month. So if it's just a one digit, then it's that number. If it's a two digit, add the numbers together. So if you're born in October, it's one. If you're born in November, it's two. If you're born in December, it's three because it's one plus two. Um, and then do the same thing. One plus two for 12 is three. 23, right? That's what you said. So it's two plus three is five. And then 1988 is one plus nine plus eight plus eight, which is 26, which then reduces to eight because it's two plus six. And then you add those numbers together and you get 16 and then you condense that to a single digit. So it's seven, which is my favorite number. Oh, it's seven. 
That's so interesting. So what does that mean? It's about higher awareness. Uh, Life path number sevens tend to be intellectual and analytic thinkers. Great understanding of the spiritual. uh, Interesting. Um, are drawn to mysteries and the very existence of the universe and everything within it. Very independent. That's maybe a little questionable, but for the <laughs> most part, yeah. But I that think makes you sense. Are, like you're very solid in yourself. You know, I don't have that many friends and I'm okay with it. <laughs> it does warn to not get too reclusive. Oh, I can be very, very reclusive. What's yours, Heva? Mine's a 22 slash four. And so for the 11s and the 22s, they represent them as both like 11 slash two and 22 slash four. And that's because they're uh, like considered master numbers. So not to brag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not um, to brag, but I have a superior number. Yeah. <laughs> Some might call me a master. I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean if you have a master number? Um, You're just a bad bitch. Here, I'm going to read from this. Those with master numbers have the potential to perceive and execute great ideas and achieve great things in life. <laughs> There's also like for number fours, good organizers, practical, diligent, and persistent in their approach. Realist, down to earth, decisive, but be wary of being too stubborn, rigid, and becoming a workaholic. I don't think I have workaholic issues, but stubborn and rigid definitely issues there so okay moving along to something else that's really I don't know if this is woo woo per se but is dreams do you oh that's fucking woo woo okay do you think (laughs) dreams mean something or are they just bullshit honestly as woo woo as I am I think 99% of the time our dreams mean nothing. Now, I do think that there's a 1% where it represents something in our subconscious or I've had a few times where my dreams have actually come true in kind of eerie ways. But I think more often than not, they mean nothing. Yeah. But that's my personal view. I do think there is something deeper to it because it is our subconscious. Now, the dreams where you're like running around naked and like a bug is chasing you. I've had that dream before. I don't think that means anything. You say it like it's so, you know, I've never had that. Like what? I'm sorry. You're running around naked and there's a bug chasing you. This is you say it like it's like, oh, who hasn't had that? What are you talking about? You haven't had that dream? I've had that dream. I've so had that dream before. I'm naked in a lot of my dreams. Not recently, but there was a period where I was like, I don't know, like a younger teenager where all my dreams I was nude, like going to class naked, like (laughs) being chased naked. I don't know what was going on in that period, but I was just nudity queen in my dreams. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think you've like manifested this in your adult life? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not enough, to be quite honest. I did. I mean, this is really going sidetracked. But if I remember correctly, Hiva, there was a short period that I was nicknamed Topless Tiffany. And That's right. That is so true. Yeah. Huh, I guess there is more to this dream thing, huh? Well, let's see. Nudity dreams, meaning you've never had a dream where you've been naked? I don't, I, I, not that I recall. I have certain reoccurring nightmares that happen a lot. Um, I yeah. don't know whether I'm clothed or not. 
So nakedness often reflects a person's insecurities. If a person sees himself naked in his dream, then he fears his insecurities might get revealed. Honestly, I think during that period where I was having a lot of naked dreams, I probably was the most insecure I've ever been. Interesting. Yeah, it was pre-boob job. I mean, it all kind of makes sense now. I just looked up bugs in dreams, and I'll just read what it says. Insect-related dreams are very common, so maybe I'm wrong on this. (laughs) And they are definitely symbolic of events happening in your life. If you are having dreams with ants, bees, beetles, cockroaches, or spiders in them, which I don't know if those are the ones chasing you, it means something in your life is really bothering you. And usually there is something really bothering me, so (laughs) completely makes sense. So I've had this consistently in my life where... Towards the end of my relationship or at a certain point this happens in my romantic relationships, it's happened in like with every ex-boyfriend I've had is I start having recurring cheating dreams of them and they have done nothing to prompt this. I've actually dated really faithful guys, but I would consistently have these dreams and looking back on it now in retrospect, I think it was when the relationship kind of started to like fall apart Mm -hmm. subconsciously for me and I wasn't realizing it and it actually became like a whole thing in my relationship where I would bring it up because I would wake up and you're so startled Mm -hmm. and you're like and he would know he's like oh my god you had another one like Jesus and I was like you're flustered because it's so real. You just dreamed about yeah. your, your boyfriend hooking up with someone else. And I just looked it up and it actually makes so much sense. If you have a frequent cheating dreams, which I think this is pretty normal. Like yeah, I think a I lot think of people this is so have common. This. Yeah. It may be because you feel insecure about your relationship or fear that your partner will find someone better. I don't think I was necessarily afraid of them finding someone better where I, <laughs> oof, I was afraid that I could do better. Yeah, that's kind of that makes sense. Yeah, but that's the truth. I mean, um, and I would bring it up and it just became kind of like this trigger where he was like, well, I like my ex would be like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, we're not cheating on you. But now I'm like, shit, I should have really looked into it and maybe dug deeper. And I would have seen subconsciously. I had a lot of insecurities about the relationship in general, not about them being faithful because I didn't I had no concerns about that at all. So I was like, why am I having these dreams of them cheating? Like, I don't think they're cheating on me. Yeah. Have you had that? Not that I recall. Have you had a recurring dream? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. So I used to have constant nightmares of being pregnant, even like even as a kid. It was like Jesus my biggest Christ. fear. Uh, even during times when I, you know, was celibate for years at a time, I was having them. It was even written into the storyline. I remember one specifically where I was like, but doctor uh I haven't had sex and he's like no I know I believe you because actually genetically this child isn't even yours and I was like come again he's like I don't know how it happened but someone's sperm and someone's egg just got inside your body and you're now carrying like I was like a unwilling surrogate did you look it up what that means a recurring dream that you're pregnant nope And then another one that I've had really consistently since I was little is being kidnapped. Jesus. Okay. The pregnant one. We'll start there. Uh, It could mean that you're longing to become a mother. Nope. Can't say it was that. 
I don't think it's that three years old I was or at any points. They were all nightmares also. Like they weren't good. Like it was like terror. Like what am I going to do? It's also a readiness towards a new phase in life that has been in the development stage. Yeah, I've always been ready for the next phase. Yeah. When will it come? What was the other one that you said you had recurring? Uh, that I'm being kidnapped. Okay, so if you're being kidnapped, taken by force against your will, this in itself indicates that you don't feel in control of your life. If you dream that being kidnapped, it can mean that you feel as if you're unable to control a situation or feeling anxious. Do you feel anxious? Really? Well, I haven't had it in years. And actually, I would say the exact moment when I stopped having these dreams, I didn't even put this together until just now, is when I started learning about manifestation. Wow. Okay. So they so that's do actually something. really interesting. So yeah, I guess. I think we just realized that your dreams do have deeper meanings. But I don't think all do. I'll give you an example of one that I don't think means anything. I have a very reoccurring dream where the situation will be different, but basically the crux of it is there's something that I want to say that I need to say. It's important that I say it. Like the world is about to end or like people are fighting and I have this vital information that I need to get out, but I can't make sounds because my mouth and my throat are too dry. And every single time I wake up and my mouth is open and my mouth and throat are actually very dry. So I think it's just my body's way of like writing it into my dream so that I wake up and I go drink water like I don't think that means anything well it means that you're dehydrated (laughs) well yeah but it's you know what I mean it's like a physical thing I don't think it's like this deeper thing you did say earlier that sometimes you struggle with communicating I do I do so it could be a little bit of that combined with you being dehydrated Yeah, that's true. But like every single time I wake up and my mouth is hanging open, I'm like mouth breathing and my throat is all dry. So does this happen often? Yes, all the time. Maybe you should put a glass of water next to your bed. Like, Jesus. Maybe I need to like attach a muzzle to my face before I go to bed. Just like sew my mouth shut so that it stops happening. In Batman. Yes, exactly like Bane and Batman. Aussie wakes up in the middle of the night. He's like, what the fuck is going on? What's on your face? Honestly, I think he would really welcome me being muzzled because I like will wake up throughout the night and just start talking to him like as though it's the middle of the day and like like really be expecting an answer also. I would fucking kill you if you did that to me. I think the reason we're dating is because I noticed this the very first time we slept together. Every time I just wake up in the middle of the night and just start talking, he'll answer me like it's like this totally normal (laughs) thing that I'm doing. And I was like, huh, interesting. Look, sleep patterns with a partner are so important. Yeah. Whereas like band guy, if I like so much as made a peep in the middle of the night, he'd be like, I'm going to go sleep in the other fucking room if you can't shut the fuck up. I'm like, okay. You're like, I'm just trying to talk. Like, it's not that big of a deal. This really isn't that deep. Damn, that's so funny that you do that. It's it's wild. Like, I don't know what to make of it. Don't take Aussie for granted because I'm telling you, I could not handle that at all. I don't I know would... anyone who would <laughs> think that that's okay. 
Aussie thinks that's okay. Like, <laughs> cherish him. If you woke me up in the middle of the night to have a conversation, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> no, that's really cute, though. So on that note, did you have an idea for the giveaway, Eva? Yes. So since we are such um, experts in dream interpretation now... <laughs> Yes. If you screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, you'll be entered into the giveaway. Make sure to tag us so we see we get so many submissions. Honestly, it's like hard to sort through. So like, make sure you tag us <laughs> so it doesn't get lost. The winner, we will interpret your dreams for free. I mean, yeah. using Google. Free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we will Google the dream for you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it would probably be faster if you just Google it yourself. Yeah. But this is more fun for everyone. So. Yeah, we can check multiple websites. We can really do the groundwork. Yeah, we'll um, outsources, outsource this to the uh, Blush PI services, which, uh, as you may know... <laughs> It's a very thorough <laughs> private investigative service. Do you know a dream person? Because I feel like you know so many woo-woo people. Like, how do you do you not have a dream girl in New York? <sighs> I don't know them well just because yeah, it's an area that do. I don't ascribe <laughs> to. Like, kind of. She's a friend of a friend. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> that's that's actually correct. Honest. I know a couple of girls who have like workshops to train you in interpreting your own dreams also. You know, like a legitimate giveaway though, Hiva does know a lot of people in the woo-woo world. If you're looking for something specific, seriously ask her because you know so many people. That is true. I really yeah. do. You know a lot. And on that note, look out for next week's episode which is with w one of those people. So yes, it's all about charts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. And if you're into travel or places, or if you live in a place, it'll appeal to you. Yeah, as long as you travel or maybe maybe or exist like, on this yeah. planet, <laughs> live somewhere in this world, it, you, there'll be something for you. It's so relatable. It's crazy relatable. <laughs> Uh, all right it's been a minute since we've been sanctioned by the astrology council <laughs> have a good one bye guys